Hi, friends. Welcome back to With Great People, the podcast for high-performance teams. I'm Richard Kasparowski. When choosing friends, we usually look at the traits that make us feel good. Warmth, empathy, trustworthiness, camaraderie. But when building professional relationships, we're led to believe that these traits are unimportant, even undesirable. In this episode, I talk with Jan Tutan, president of the French Chamber of Commerce in the Netherlands, startup advisor, and manager at Tukan Toko, about how to build relationships of deep trust and understanding between your team members. Keep listening to learn what Jan thinks is the key element for such relationship, and I guarantee that you will be surprised. To support this podcast, visit my website, kasparowski.com. Our special guest today is Jan Tutan. Hi, Jan. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Thanks. And uh, Jan, welcome to the show. Will you, will you introduce yourself to our listeners? With pleasure. My name is uh, Jan Tutan. As you said, I'm a European from France, as you can hear in my accent. My home base is in Amsterdam, in Holland. I've uh, lived in many countries and uh, for the last uh, five years in Amsterdam. What keeps me busy in my life is uh, different businesses that I run. I run a company uh, in the IT industry. I'm a coach for startups. I'm the president of the French Chamber of Commerce in Holland. And a happy father of two teenagers and a happy sailor. And that's, that's about my, uh, my activities. That's what keeps me busy and happy. <laughs> oh, so interesting. I, I have a feeling we're going to touch on some of these topics throughout the rest of our interview today. So this is the podcast about teams and about people's best teams so that we can, we can share these experiences with our listeners. What is the best team that you've ever been a part of in your entire life? That's a challenging question because um, I have very much been playing alone in my life. Uh, when I look back when I was a teenager, a young boy, all the sports I did were not team sports, but individual sports like uh, judo or diving or tennis. So the, the idea of team came in my life with work, in fact, but not as a, as a young man uh, with a sport like a lot of people experience with football or rugby. Uh, so I've really discovered how to work in teams when I started my uh, my career. But funny enough, the best team I've been with, is it's a very recent experience. And it's during a spiritual retreat that I did no later than a month ago in India. And uh, I was among 16 men. Mm -hmm. And uh, the experience of this team of people was really, really, really mind-blowing for me. All right, so it's the team of the, the 16 men you were with at this retreat. Yes, correct, yeah. Fascinating. I, yeah. I want to yeah. know more about this retreat. Yeah. And it was so recent, so, so my next question should be pretty easy. If you took yourself back to this team just a month ago and, and re-experienced it, sort of mentally re-experienced it, physically re-experienced it in your body, and maybe some sensation comes about in your body as you re-experience being together with that group of people, what is the one word that you would use mm. to describe the sensation of being part of that team? Warmth. Warmth. Warmth, yeah. And, and what about warmth? The feeling of inclusion, the feeling of um, no doubt about being part of this team. There is no power play. There is no political gain. There is no positioning of members versus others. It's really a warm inclusion where we are here together to reach what we have decided without having any decisions based on ego. Right. So warmth and yeah. inclusion and nothing yeah. about ego. What was the purpose yeah. of the team? 
Oh, this retreat was a very interesting retreat. It was called Being a Man. Okay. Yeah. And the principle of this retreat is to say that uh, in the Western world, men have have difficulties to express their masculinity. And it's true for women also, but I was in a men retreat, so I can talk about men. But men have, through society, a kind of obligation to wear a lot of masks. And those masks, at a certain time, bring the masculinity and the expression of masculinity to be abused instead of being well broadcasted, so to say. So that was the goal of this retreat, how to be in balance with your masculinity. All right. And the one word to describe it is warmth. There's inclusion. There's no doubt that you're part of the team. There are no power yeah. plays. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else subjective about the team that 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 you notice? Yeah. What was very strong in this team was the vulnerability. 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 It's a key word, and it's a word that we have the tendency to forget when we work between teams. Right. Or in a team, is to say, guys. I'm not okay, or I don't know how to do this, or I'm afraid of that, or I fear that we're going to fail, or I, you know, all these things that are natural feelings and thoughts that we can have in a journey we have with the team are very often not put on the table. And everybody wants to keep the appearances strong and, uh, you know, uh, but in fact, this is not helping if you hide your fears and your doubts, because they will, first of all, uh, the fear will express itself by your behavior and your, uh, your yeah. body language, the words you will use, etc. So the animals in us will smell the fear in the others uh, without even expressing it. And if it's not expressed, then it's being here, it's being stuffed, and it will take some room. It will keep some room in your emotional body, so to say. And this room will not be available for the success and for the pleasure and for the enjoyment. So expressing the fear is, is, well, fear. I mean, fear, but more than that. But I would say what we call the negative feelings and emotions. It's very important to express them, put them on a table. And then very often, only expressing them help to solve them or to get them smaller than we make them uh, in our minds. And second, some of the team members say, yeah, but look, if you do this, 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 it's gone. And then, oh, yeah, of course. And then you have a different angle, and then, and, then the, and then the fear is gone. So the vulnerability, which I would even wrap up to a larger concept, which I've experienced, it's, it's the brotherhood. The brotherhood. The brotherhood. How can we, in this team, support each other, help each other, to uh, make sure that the best and the maximum of our potential is being expressed. Yeah. And for, for vulnerability, I love the way you describe it. It's not just somebody says, be more vulnerable. There's specific behaviors that go along with yeah. that. It's, it's noticing your own fears. So there's some self-awareness. What are you, what are you afraid of? What are you missing? Yeah. What do you want help with? And then saying it out loud to the others around you. Yeah. And then this idea of brotherhood. Rather than just let's have more brotherhood, what what concretely does that look like? How, how do you, how do we do that? Yeah, the brotherhood is to is first of all to find someone who you dare to share very personal aspects that you would not dare to share with someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what what makes a brother a brother is that you have the confidence that the discussion you will have with this person will remain between us. That's one. And second, you have the confidence that this person has enough experience, maturity, intelligence to welcome your vulnerability and not obviously to have quick fix for you. 
you know, not say, okay, do this, 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 and it's okay, let's go. No, it's it's to create this person. The, the brothers create a container in which you feel safe to express without looking for solutions. So the brother has no no expectation. There's nothing to expect from him. When he gives the space and his container, there's nothing in return to be expected. So if I am the one who is in, a, in this position of offering my brotherhood, it's just offering my experience, my space, to help someone to just lend some vulnerability in this container. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 strong. That's that's uh, it is yeah. strong. That is strong. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at you through the video screen and 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 sort of feeling this uh, I don't know if it's a sympathetic feeling, sort of feeling what you felt that that brotherhood yeah. sensation. It's <laughs> really beautiful. Um, is there anything else subjective that 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 goes into knowing this was the best team yeah. of your life, or objective? Anything that an outsider could observe, and and they would say, yes, that is definitely a great team. Yeah, there is this this component of, of trust that is uh, to me a very important factor. Let me give you my definition of trust. Okay. What I believe trust is, and I've, I've worked a lot on this definition because I have abused quite often the trust of people in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, someday it, it, it blown up uh, very uh, big in my face. So I've decided to work a lot on the trust. And what is trust? My definition of trust is that someone is giving you the power to take an action that will have an irreversible effect on this person. Mm-hmm. So if I am, back to the example of the brother, and you share with me something very specific to you, for example, very intimate, and then you trust that it will stay between us, but I share that with someone else, and it comes back to you, then you are hurt forever, because I won't be able to reverse this. And this is my definition of trust, that someone gives you an information, someone gives you some power on himself, and if you abuse this power, you will break this connection by doing something that you can't rewind, that you can't undo. Right. So to give an example, I, I have a son of 18 years old and we went driving together for the first time and uh, he was happy to floor the gas and to go fast, extra, of course, as a, <laughs> as a teenager. And I, I explained to him, I said, look, I sit next to you and uh, I trust that you drive this car properly because I sit next to you. I can do nothing. If we have an accident, it's you, you're the driver. So right. if we have an accident by a bad behavior of you, then maybe I will have an injury that is not reversible. Best case scenario, maybe I die even. So the trust I give you is that I sit next to you and I give you my life as a trust that you drive safely this car. And then that was a quite intense moment. He was looking at me, he was like, uh, do you want to drive now? <laughs> do you sure I can drive? <laughs> Just putting a bit of pressure. So trust in a team is very important that you're sure that the vulnerability, the openness, all the things that you will share with the team members will be uh, addressed with trust and will be cherished as a gift between uh, team members. All right. So you're you're going large here. These are these are <laughs> big definitions of yeah. words: vulnerability, brotherhood, trust. I think that's the the biggest definition of trust I've ever heard. Well. It's it's the outcome of a of a lot of distrust. So I've, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to abuse trust of people because you think you go faster, but it's a short term approach. And that, that was the way I drove my life for a certain years, a certain amount of years, and I've uh, suffered from it. And at once, I said, I need to stop. Yeah, that's that's funny the way you say it like that too. Um, we were talking before we uh, before we started recording about some of the work we do, and then you introduced yourself as some some of the work you do as coaching. 
Uh, I do the same. And I, I notice that a lot of the time what I'm coaching people on is something that I'm working on in myself. And I've heard other people say this as well. Yeah. Right? So sometimes yeah. trust might be the thing I'm working on in myself. So this is what I'm just noticing as yeah. a, a gap or something that my, my, my clients might want to be working on because I just happen to be so focused on it. This is often how it goes, right? Yeah, correct. Correct. There's one more thing I, that comes to my mind uh, about talking about teams that is the direct consequence of uh, what we say now is uh, setting boundaries. So in a team, it's very important that all the members of the team are fully committed to the goal of the team, but also that all the members know the boundaries that they can't cross at the other team members. I think as you, if you stand as a team member with a strong definition of your boundaries, with a strong inner compass, and that you don't expect the others to define your inner compass, but just to join with your energy, with your ambition, with your goals, to contribute to the team target without you know, expecting someone else to define it for you. Right. So, so this is interesting. A strong sense of your own boundaries and your own inner yeah. compass as well as being open so that you can actually connect with each other, right? Yes, correct. And you connect then in a very healthy way. You connect without looking for power plays, without entering into existing patterns, without broadcasting too much ego or whatsoever. You, know, you just you connect. It's a, it's, a, it's a soul connection. You connect with your soul and not with your mind. Right. Yeah. right. Okay, that's beautiful as well, connecting yeah. with your soul, not, not with your mind. This this team that we were talking about, this men's retreat team, were there any other concrete behaviors that went into it? It's being such a great team. Something uh, very simple, but uh, the, the physical contact, you know, touching each other. It's uh, you know, you, for example, in uh, I know in the U.S. people are used to hug. You know, hug is a very common practice in the U.S. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, it, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's kind of superficial. And and I'll and I'll say this back to you. I know in in French speaking culture, uh, uh, kissing on the cheek is also a common yes, way, correct. Of life, right? That we don't correct. have in the United States. Yeah, correct. So I like to watch in every culture how people connect physically. You know how the animal bodies are talking to each other. Is it a handshake? Is it a kiss on the cheek? Is it a hug? Is it a, yeah, just a look or whatsoever? When I look at uh, the way people are used to do it, most of the time people do it without realizing they do it. You just uh, do a handshake uh, or kiss like this, or the hug. Sometimes, as you say, it's very superficial. It's just a clap like this <laughs> with a clap in the back, and that's it. Okay, well, just take the time to connect properly, to really connect, have a physical connection, touch the arm, give a hug, but a hug that stays more than a half a second, you know, like one or two, <laughs> three seconds, a real handshake with a look, you know, just uh, something that you, you can you can feel, you can experience the energy of the person. That's that's very basic, but that's so simple. So, and and you look at uh, if you look at the successful teams in in sports, very often there's a lot of touching, there's a lot of contact together, yeah. you know? and that's what we did in this in this team. Also, we were very often in circle, holding each other via the shoulders or by the hands or whatever, but just to create this unity by just uh, being one group, touching each other, giving hands or giving hugs or whatsoever. That's, that's very important. And on a work floor, if I'm going back to business, if you see two colleagues giving a hug in Europe, it's like, wow, wow what's happening? They are friends. They are not colleagues. There's, there's a group in a group. 
you know, and yeah. it's, this is dangerous. They are friends. They are not colleagues. Or they're gonna make some business in the back of the company, or they're gonna find some, uh, you know, some. You can trust those two guys. They are too close, which which I think is uh, is wrong. Yeah, that's that's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know, awaken the animal in you. Awaken the animal in you with with physical contact, with with look, with uh, with the voice. With uh, what I also experience in many teams, not only this one, is the direct and instant feedback, positive, negative. I mean, positive or constructive. So just to congratulate or to reframe, but don't ever leave room for a feedback that stays for later. It's instant feedback. It's it's just you know. Just go to someone at the end of a meeting or whatsoever. Just, hey, I watched you during the meeting. The presentation you did was really good. I liked the way you have uh, pushed this message through, especially when you said that, that, that. I think you really carry the value of our team. Good job. Nice. Only saying it, it's already a pleasure to say that. The person who receives, we are very bad in general in receiving compliments. So the person that receives it can be a bit embarrassed. <laughs> but if you do it on a regular basis, you get a very good energy within the team because people know where they are good at, but also people know where they have to improve. And um, I was uh, in this specific retreat at one moment, there's one person, a young guy who, who took the lead of one of the workshops and um, his leadership was weak because he's young and he was impressed. So his leadership was quite weak in the words he was using, etc. So I took him at the end and said, hey, did a good job. I saw you. It's the first time you, you run a team like this. You're 24 years old. Being a leader is complex. I would like to give you two tips. You did this. I would advise you to do this, this instead of this. And the guy was like, wow, that's nice. I've never heard such a feedback. So feedback is food for champions. Uh-huh. Feedback is food for champions. But feedback, we always think, oh, feedback. I will take some notes and I will see you and we will sit down for one hour and I will give you some feedback. No. It's on the go, instant feedbacks. I mean, I try to give five feedbacks a day. It's so good. It's a good feeling to 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 give the feedback, you know. Right. Uh, and I think the way you the way you frame the feedback, it would make it feel good to receive feedback from you. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but the feedback has to be. We are not giving a lesson. Very often, when we give feedback, ah, like, oh, so you should do this instead of this. This is not feedback. This is uh, giving a lesson. This is broadcasting some ego and this is putting the person uh, three fours uh, below. No. Feedback is, uh, I've seen you doing that. How could you do it different? Because I think there are different ways. Uh, I I think uh, this could be done in a different way. I uh, would like to, but the feedback also has to be positive. Just to say, wow, you are good. What you did was good. (laughs) You are good today. (laughs) Well done. Yeah, just just say it. All right. There, there is so much here that you've shared. What, what advice would you give to listeners? What are the, some of the most important things that our, our listeners could do to reproduce some of the success that you experienced on this team? Go for the interaction with the team as one of the most important focus points of the work. So if you enter with a team, and let's imagine uh, you have to sail a boat from A to B, I like sailing, and you are six people on this boat, you can focus on the technicity of the boat. You can focus on the type of boat, the type of sail. You can focus on the weather. You can focus on the sea conditions. You can focus on the food, on the fuel, etc. Anything you can focus on. We have the tendency to focus on those things and not to focus on how the team is going to work together. What's going to be our experience, our common experience? And if you would have one thing to focus on, it's this thing. Because if this is okay, the rest will follow naturally. 
So if I go sailing, for example, with a, with a group of people, which I do uh, quite often, I always take like half an hour to one hour before we are on the boat to discuss how are we going to be as a team? How are we going to interact? What is our communication scheme? What is our, uh, what is our expectations? What is, what is something that I don't want to see? What do I want to see? And so on and so on. And it's, if it's for a day, of course, I will spend only one hour. But if it's on the, on the long term, reviewing on a regular basis the rules of the team makes the working together is not a given. The working together also has to be thought and analyzed and improved. Right. Yeah. So that would be my advice. Spend most of the time on uh, putting some oil in the team engine. Absolutely. And is there anything else that you'd like to add? The best memories I have of achievements are not the goals I have achieved. I don't remember. You know, in a business, for example, raising a share from a ten percent to twenty percent, uh, achieving a certain amount of turnover, extra. If it's ten years ago, I don't recall that. But what I recall and what I keep always is some emails I receive from people that say, "Wow, Ian, this was great to achieve that together. It's a great memory that we have been able to." do this together. So something I'd like to add is to cherish the fact that uh, we alone are a very complex individual. Two together, it's even more complex. But if, if you put 10 or 20 or 50 of those complex individuals together and you are able to achieve something together, it's, it's magic. It's really magic. And it's not a given. Something I'd like to add is... Uh, uh, value the pleasure of uh, joining forces with other human beings and uh, have the chance to have a full brain and a full body and a full soul to together have a journey somewhere in your life. That's what I'd like to add. Cherish that. That's beautiful. Cherish that. And if, if listeners would like to get in touch with you, is there a way they can do that? I'm a fan of LinkedIn. So you can find me on, find me on LinkedIn, Y-A-N-N my first name and t-o-u-t-a-n-t or my last name Yann Toutant on LinkedIn very easy to find all right perfect well Jan, thank you so much for joining us today I really appreciate your time thanks hi friends thanks again for listening and remember to support this podcast visit my website kasparowski.com <laughs>